Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Uh, Johnny Tobin, Tom Crotty, and James Blanchfield are here. Uh, lads, how is going? All good, Stephen. All good, Stephen. All good. All good. All good. No one's stressed out. Everything is good. Yeah. Uh, um, lads, it's been an interesting week um, in terms of uh, rugby. Uh, what's going on in England uh, with um, wasps? You know, there's talk of Stuart Lancaster, Leinster's coach, heading to Racing. That's an all but confirmed deal. Uh, Leinster gets their first home pro f- or pro 14, I keep calling it that, the URC game underway on Friday night. We'll talk about all that later, but we'll start with the local stuff. And James, your J1s were out in action last weekend against Ashburn, and uh, we were following it via the WhatsApp group and Twitter and everything else. It wasn't looking good, and then it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't looking good, to be fair. Um, I think it'd be very easy for me to sit here and criticise what was, I'd say, a very disjointed first-half performance. Uh, it was a disjointed first-half performance. Collectively, individually, lads did very, very well in the first half. But it wasn't until the second half that we really kicked off. Um, despite we got the first score of the game, Dave Olahi got that off, off a driving mall out or a a driving ball off a line out did very well to get over. But it was kind of like we were over trying to, like we were trying too hard to complicate our game plan in many respects. And I think individually it was working. Collectively, things just weren't going right. And we were going over and back the field a lot. Um, credit to Ashbourne, they defended, they defended really well. But I think we might have made it a little bit easy for them. Um, but... As I said, it'd be easy to criticise. We need to look at all of the factors as well. That The first probably only had one hit out before Ashbourne against Carlo the previous week where they, they played, again, average, but lost to Carlo. Um, this week, they played average for the first half and found themselves trailing, um, what was it, 15-5 at half time or 15-8 at half time. But in fairness to them, they switched it up in the second half and they kind of took it back to basics. Um, particularly for the second, the, the final quarter, um, it was brilliant. Like simple little play, nine ten, and um, Jake McDonald popped a short pass to Joe Manuel, and he kind of Joe as he does. Everyone thought he was looking for contact, so two Ashbourne defenders fixed in on him. Lovely little pop pass out to Podge Man from well inside his own twenty-two. Podge went the length of the pitch, put a grubber kick through for Lyndon Brannigan to run on to. Lyndon was completely, I mean, completely cleaned out with a two-footed tackle. It was like something now, if you saw it in junior soccer, you'd say it was a red card, like it was it was bad. Now, it probably should have been a, a, a penalty try, but I would say our players' reaction to it created a little bit of a, a set-to, as we'd say, and Lyndon saw a yellow card and the the... The, the tackle and Ashburn player saw a yellow card. So both of them went off. And I'd say Ian Thompson, who had a great game, really good game as referee, I'll get on to him in a minute, um, probably said, you know what? There was an overzealous reaction there from the Kilkenny players. Um, instead of giving the penalty try, he gave a line out. Um, we took down off the line out. Wes Carter went over. A few minutes later, um, Johan Lewis went over again for another try. Really well worked try. Uh, again, probably down to good referee and a good communication between players and referee. Yohan, or Ian was talking to the players, telling them what to do. Yohan was offside, told him to take a step. He took two steps back. 
came through, charged down the kick, uh, the box kick from the Ashbourne scrum half and dived over to get the try in the corner. Um, Hugh Corkery kicked, as he does, pressure kick from the sideline, conversion off the, cro- off the post over the bar, and that was kind of being the final score of the game. Um, lads, Look, at the lads did very, very well, considering, like, through various reasons, there were still seven or eight players who weren't available um, for through work commitments and other commitments. Drew Phelan, Rob Kelly, Joe Moynihan were all out. Shane O'Reardon, Roy Stanley, Brendan McSorley, Jeff Prattley and Jeff Power were all unavailable. So, um, you know, there's going to be great competition there on that squad over the next few weeks. But just a comment on Ian, you know, on Ian Thompson, the referee. Like, I mean, it's very easy to criticise referees for poor performances. Um, he was impeccable last Saturday. I really have to hand it to him. And I know I sent you a video kind of asking Johnny what was a penalty for. And, you know, when you look back on it, he was right. The first kick any player was in off his feet. And that was a bonus point attack for us to get a bonus point four tries. And when you look at it, he was probably right. The first kick any supporter in over Dave O'Connor was off his feet. But uh, kudos to um, Ian Thompson, even though he's a total man. He did a great job by fooling it, you know. Um, I think I think credit must go. Can't be a good ton of referees. What's that? You can't be a good ton of referees like John no, Brown no, and Ian no, Thompson. Well, no. I think a few of our guys who deserve a lot of credit um, is particularly Liam Phelan. Like Liam has been, Liam has progressively moved up, moved up in the pack. Like he was a number eight at under eighteen, number eight up till he was about 24, 25. Then he moved into second row. Um, because of kind of Drew, Rob and Joe all being unavailable last weekend, we needed someone to go in at loose head. Liam put his hand up. He got the call Friday night to say he was starting loose head. He didn't even shrug his shoulders. Just the, the sort of lad he is. He went in there and I think technique was probably one thing, but pure determination is what kept him going all day and just pure stubbornness. And you saw the video that I sent you. He, the scrum was going back. He was under pressure. He never went down. He never conceded a penalty. and He did well all day. So, um, you know, Liam deserves a good pat on the back. But I, um, Yohan Lewis, the scrum half, uh, he's working at Kilkenny College and he signed with us this year. I got to say, he's an absolutely class operator. He's he's probably going to be that X-factor player that we need this season to 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 allow us to play the game plan that the lads want to play. He was he was just incredible. Good stuff. The seconds, seconds were unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate against Ashbourne. They lost 17 points to 12. Had their chance to win it, uh, had a great chance to win it, but few players had a few bouts of white line fever and just, you know, a little bit. A lot of young guys on the seconds team, um, like Bob Galvin, um, David Graham, are 21-22, James Kenny, Ty Butler, Dan O'Connor, like they're, that's a young back row, but um, Keane Butler got an absolute brilliant try out in the corner of a lot of back play and or a lot of phase play through the hands, and he just went over in the corner to score a brilliant try. Connor Walsh was full back. Connor will probably be a first team player as the season progresses. But one player that always stands out for the seconds is young Dan Dowling. He's he's only 19 or 20, but he just plays with a smile on his face. He was playing number 13 on Saturday. Sorry, the lads, you can hit him as hard as you like all day, and he'll stay smiling at you, you know. So um seconds were unfortunate not to come away with that win, but they had their chances to win it. But look at the big one was. Ashbourne were coming down, coming down with a with a sting in their tail after the Towns Cup last year, um, and in the balance of play, we probably deserved to win the first match, but a lot of stuff to improve on. As I said, it'd be easy to criticise, but the lads show great character to to win it by bringing the game back to simply simplifying the game plan in the last twenty. Yeah, 
That's the job. Well, uh, yeah, mixed weekend for you, James. But yeah, I look at the underage. Un- underage was a bad weekend results wise. There was a few bad losses there, but under underage lads are building. So the under sixteen, under thirteens and sixteens boys both lots. The Carlo, the under fourteen boys gave a walkover to an escorty. Just so many people out hurling at the moment. Um, under fourteen girls lost to Arklow. Under sixteen girls beat New Ross. Under eighteen boys drew with Enniscorthy. Under eighteen girls lost to Tolo. I think that's the combined Tolo Carlo team, Tom. Is it? No, the eighteen is on its own. No, eighteen is on its own. Yeah, they've girls under eighteen is really great And the women, the women, the women's team uh, played New Ross last Friday night in the challenge match. They they lost, but I have to give um. The daughter of a Carlo legend, uh, a, a call out for her debut for the first fifteen women, young Alice Brennan. Uh, oh, very good. Daughter. daughter. So uh, you know she she's up from under eighteen and she made her first start for the J one women. So well done, to Alice, and all of the others as well there. Nice one. Very good. Good stuff. Um, Tom, yeah, you were in J two action uh, against New Ross. There was underage stuff, of course, as well. Yeah, he had, um... He's in action against Tullow. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the J twos. Yeah, we um, we went down to New Ross to play this their 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 J one team in the just the second uh, second southeast. Um, yeah, we had thirty five play- thirty five players unavailable. Oh wow! And we actually travelled with twenty three, and we still were just uh, a story of related moment. We're just uh, so many injuries and uh, backs injuries, but uh, we had. Two two J one players, three J one players coming back from injury. Uh my owner Dan Crotty was playing at ten. He played the whole game. He needed it because he has to play he has to play this weekend um at ten because uh young Alan Owens is just out with concussions since the Kilkenny game. So he he needed that game under his belt. He hadn't played it's his first game of the season. Um we had Connor Tracy who just came back from injury and uh Ross Adams come on for a little for a little while, about ten minutes to go just to give him a little run out as well. He just needs more game time. Uh started off well. We scored two tries, I think, in the first ten minutes. After that, then within the first thirty minutes, we had two tries. We had two held up over the line, uh, one drop ball going over the line and one crossing. So called crossing, but um so we started really well and then things kind of just Neuros came back into the game they did it as Neuros do very well they started to really kind of play a 10-man rugby uh second half they played their score their first try i think they worked their way down between the two tens i don't think it went any further than that uh then dan threw uh an amazing pass which was intercepted by their number eight who ran three quarters of the length of the field on his own and then they scored under the post and then we gave away another intercept try not daniel this time i can't remember who got the next one and uh, then in fairness to Ross, they kept belting away and they scored a lovely try got us in and scored a lovely try in the corner and we we got one back uh everything just kind of went to pot so you just have those days it was our accuracy was really really good we struggled i think um to play it's very that we were playing it on their top pitch, not on their main pitch. And it's actually really, really narrow. You don't realize how narrow it is till you're actually up playing on it. 
and we were trying to play expansive rugby, but sure, by the time ball was getting to the wings, like uh, we were getting closed down, and uh, we didn't do enough kicking through or putting them back in their tail in the second half. In fairness, their nine and ten played two young fellas played really, really well. Uh, their nine just anytime they're in trouble, just box kicked, just smashed it back down the field, and we were so out of position. I think guys playing totally out in the wrong positions. Uh, I think we got caught three or four times uh, being out of position on the wing, being out of position at full back, uh, balls over our heads just rolling in. But look, as we needed that, this, we needed that to, to kind of bit of a kick in the arse because uh, um, the seconds needed a, a kind of uh, pull together. So we did a strong meeting and a couple of words said in the dressing room afterwards about getting things back together. Um, and we had. Uh, Back we had forty training on forty training on Tuesday night, and uh, we still have like we have a lot of we still have a lot of injuries in the backs. Young Alan Owens is out. We're missing uh, missing centre, full back, and uh, two wings, uh, and probably scrum half maybe scrum half starting scrum half as well. But to have to say, um, young uh, Josh Cope is doing really really well for a young lad only came up out of 18 so only started playing scrum half of 18 and he's he, like, he's he's doing fantastic and he's picked again this, he's going to be picked again this weekend starting at scrum half um we're looking forward to we're playing um we're going to Mullingar the weekend which is no easy task Mullingar are launching their uh new stand so um they're going to be gung-ho for us so we have a really really tough um Really, really tough time for going up there and at the weekend. But I think, the, I think if we can just play the rugby that we played against Kilkenny in mm. the first half, if we can continue to play like that uh, with the intensity, I think that you know we should come up. We should come away with the win. There, like you find, though, Tom going up there to play on the four G up in Mullingar, like to keep that intensity up. You know, I mean, no disrespect to you, but you, the intensity that you brought to us in the last. 10 15 minutes you were tiring like on that 4g pitch how do you think that'll go for you yeah i think well i think at this time it'll um i think we're looking at looking at the team i think we've a fairly we've a fairly mobile um the bench will be a bit stronger than it was the last day okay. um you know with daniel coming back in at 10 um uh, it's kind of allowed other players to come back up again um We've had a couple of new lads back. Like just talking the weekend, like we have uh, Scott Neal, who was a Kilkenny College player. Scott had played seconds last year. Um, has really, really, really put in an awful lot of work. Um, can play, you know, can play. Plays in the back row. Can play. In, can play loose head prop if he wants to either. But um, Scott is going. He he's looking to push on the bench. Paddy Rogers. Another like Paddy was playing proper hooker for the 18s last year. Paddy's worked his way in solid young players. There's a lot of younger players kind of coming onto the bench, which yeah, you're going to need because you realise you know you need energy, you need that, you need that a little oomph to come on. And uh, look, I, I, it's going to be tough. Jason Mullingar, you, you have to respect him. You can never not respect Mullingar. We went up there last year. We beat them in the first game. They came to Carlo. Uh, we were switched off and they beat us. So. We all know they're not. They're a good side. Always are a good side, and a, good, a side you have to be wary of. And especially when they're uh, have a, a launch day of something, you know, anything, any club that is launching a, 
a new stand or pitch always wants to give a good performance on the you know the first, and especially first performance <laughs> way. but look um we're just going to go up there um we've as we have we're short backs as seconds or seconds have a good side going up again good pack but again a lot of lads out of position in the backs because literally we don't have a, i don't think there's a back on there's going to be a back on the on the bench we might have one back on the bench if we're lucky but um hopefully over the next couple of weeks that the lads are coming back because the, the injuries are there but at least they have their uh how do i say it? Their, their dates to come back are all fairly short so there's within the next two to three weeks we'll have we'll have a, a good lot of those players back fingers so, crossed you know from injury uh other than that the club was going well we had youths weren't too bad except we had well, our um 13th but had a good game beat kilkenny uh the 14th are just struggling a bit a bit of football and stuff they had to concede a game um our 15th and 16th were both uh, had to concede games um, and our ratings had a crack. It was a cracking game on Friday night against Tullo. Tullo 18s came yeah. over, and it was absolutely cracking. Dinging 22 game. points apiece. Yeah, it went, Jesus, one end of the pitch to the other. It was lovely to watch. It just, you had two teams there, um, played in really, really good spirit. Um, Tullo had a great crowd over, as usual, and uh, the atmosphere was great. Fr- look, Friday night under lights, it was actually a really cracking match to be there. Um, I got to see the second half, and uh, Jesus, it was dinging, really dinging, absolutely mm-hmm. dinging match. Two you know, good sides, to be fair. That's the way. That's but that's the way. That's the way. You know, sports should be played in the like. You know, two clubs there, right beside each other. Uh, you know, a local derby and played in the absolute utmost best spirit. Lads shook hands and you know afterwards and laughing and you know, yeah, like they know each other and it was just the whole thing and like even the supporters chatting and having the crowd. It was a great atmosphere there on Friday night. So. Um, that's that, that's what sports about our girls the the 14s uh i can't remember what the 14 rhinos had the, the 16s we went to in escorty and um the young we got a bit of a lesson uh, they had we've only a couple of our 16s from last year um it was a very young side um and and escorty were just that little bit bigger and that little bit more clued in um but the girls needed they needed that um really really needed that to, to kind of to show them what level they're at you know because this is their first year at 16 so but they had a great it's game awesome. um we're playing in tolo um on saturday morning uh, 11 o'clock against kikenny so Sorry. we're looking forward to that one johnny you have wicklow well you're all away this weekend um you're heading back down to your good old mates wicklow yeah we, we probably have the easiest of the travels though to be fair <clears throat> um well time-wise anyway but yeah we're going to wicklow um this day is last year we hadn't got a we hadn't got a hope of feeling the second team. Uh to the best of my knowledge, we're gonna have a first and a second team out this weekend. Um, numbers are improving big time in training. <clears throat> um sorry, obviously some football results went our way last week, like I was saying, hopefully they would. Um Tullo got beaten and Grange got beaten, so that means a lot of our uh, lads are freed up. Happy so, days, uh, <laughs> we we're we're happy, but obviously the lads wouldn't be too happy about it. But look at it, it's the nature of the beast. Um, so they're back training now this week with the rugby, to be fair. To be fair to them, a lot of them actually came back Tuesday. I wasn't expecting them to see him for a week or two after such a summer of football, but um, look, they're probably just mad to get out away from the home. But yeah, we're in good shape. Um, compared to, I just think, just talking to Morris earlier in the week, this time last year we were struggling to get a first team with 10 and 11 lads training, and now we're going to have two teams out against Wicklow. Wicklow will be very, very strong. Um, they probably have three games ahead of us now at this stage. I think they have three games played. 
We had a training match against Wexford last Friday, so kind of a controlled environment thing. We've done it with Kenya before as well. It's very good to be fair. Um, Wexford came up, brought up nearly, geez, they had nearly thirty lads up, uh, packs and backs, and they're they're good now to be fair to them. And then a twenty minute hit out, so we needed that. But yeah, um, I'm gonna play in your Ross Saturday night at seven o'clock in the club under lights. Um, I don't know much about New Ross women. Obviously, James G played them last week. They're up and coming team as well. To be fair yeah. to them, yeah. yeah so well, I was chatting with Bungle about them last Friday night. Nicky Hamlin, the director of rugby down in Ross, like, and they have a lot of young players on it. But and mm. I watched them for five or ten minutes the other night. You know, they they like to play rugby. You know, in fairness, mm. and they threw it around against our girls for the few minutes that I saw. And Nicky was saying, kind of, they're. They're pulling them together. They've a lot of younger younger players on it. Um, I think they're up in Division Two or Division Three. So, um, uh, I don't know the final score of last weekend. I know they beat or they beat us, but um, they looked they looked to be a good uh, a good unit. All right, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it'll be a test for our women, but I don't look. At, I can't can't see them beating our women. Our women are very strong, to be fair, mm. um, and they've been very strong in Division One for the last five or six years. So, um, we'd look to need a hit out as well. Um, youth's all going very, very well. Like Tom said, that 18s game last week, I wasn't at it now, but I believe it was a cracker of a game. Um, a lot of good, good, had good young lads coming through there, which is really positive again because next year, the year after, then they're going to filter into our senior system, which we're only talking the average age player in Tullow at the moment on a senior team, the average age is 25. Like the, the oldest players we have is 30, 32, and 31 are the two oldest players we have at the moment on the senior setup. So, Look, it's a transition period. We'll take this next couple of years as it is, building these young lads. But the most exciting thing about the young lads coming in is they're not afraid to throw around the ball and they'll try some things. Like Tom saying about Dan throwing that intercept pass. If the pass had went to hand in the car, lad, he would have been the Jeez. best lad since we were Bridge, in for a try. You know, yeah. we were you know like, so, whereas an older lad might try these passes and you'd like to see that. like that. So, it's look, it's positive. To, to be fair to the lads, the senior setup and youth setup at the moment, very, very positive. Um, Little bit probably some some youth teams maybe a little bit naive to what competitions they're in and stuff like that and not really uh, trying not to concern themselves too much with the southeast and trying to build a squad because our thirteens and fourteens have great numbers, um so they're trying to rotate players every week. Uh, our thirteens have something like thirty eight or nine fellas, so they're trying to rotate them every week. Our fourteens are the same. So look at mixed bag of cats of results, but we're getting teams on the field and we're going to fill two senior teams this weekend. So. It's good. Good stuff. Well, the it's best of between, yeah. between all three clubs, like, I mean, we had 40 players togged out the weekend, looking like you're going to as well. We'll have another 40 mm. players togged out this weekend. At that, we're probably still 12 or 14 lads before the seconds were unavailable. It's great to see all three clubs with such numbers now compared to, as you said, Johnny, this time last year. You know, we yeah, were, we were struggling big time struggling. last year. Yeah. You know, in fairness, no, we, Tom, we, like, we, we should. Injuries, but you're coping with them. Yeah, we should probably have we should probably have about forty lads in Wicklow on Sunday, maybe, maybe mm. thirty five forty, and a couple of lads obviously might bench for the first as well. But this time last year, if, we, if you told me we we're going to have thirty five lads next week, I'd say you're raving because we could have ten or eleven lads training. So mm. it's 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 obviously turning around. To be fair, um, <clears throat> look at the inclusion of the eighteen team last year is massive, and I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think the club failed for the last four or five years with our eighteens and twenties. Last year they didn't fail. We got it right, and we've retained fourteen of them. So, uh, one lad has gone to Lansdowne. Adam Day, he's in with the sub academy. So, in Leinster, so he has to go to Dublin. Um, everyone else then is still of age for eighteen and a half rugby. 
So anyone who was available to go up to senior rugby this year has came up and has stayed with the club. So can't be that, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, best of luck, lads, this weekend. So Tony and Skilkenny is on Saturday, Wicklow, Tullo on Sunday, Mullingar, Carlo on Sunday as well. We'll move on to uh, other matters on to provincial uh, rugby and uh, Leinster last weekend, lads, started well against Zebra. Thought, you know, everything was going to be <laughs> status quo. Um, got a 21 point gap, I think, at one stage, um, and Zebra came back. And give them a bit of a scare in the end, um, a bit unexpectedly. But um, Leinster's defence was a bit lax, I suppose, to, especially in the second half for those couple of tries as well. But um, it seems like they've got a bit of a fright because the team that they've named to play Bennett on Treviso on Friday night is pretty serious. Yeah, they're not taking any chances anyway. No, absolutely not. <laughs> got a bit of a fright last weekend. What, what do you yeah. reckon, Johnny? Do you watch the Zebra match? Uh, bits and pieces of it, not 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 uh, not a whole lot of it. But I, I watched the, the highlights of it and stuff, and I just typical Leinster start of the year, get a run up a point score, and then sit back and allow teams to attack them because they're comfortable and they know they can score again. But like against better teams, that's not going to sit, you know. So look at it. I think I think they're going to lay down a marker in the RDS this Friday night against Treviso. I think they're going to really like. That's a very very strong Leinster team, to be fair, for Friday Crazy. night. So. Yeah. Uh, for this stage of the year and the competition they're playing, it's a very, very strong team. Yeah. So, look, sure, they have to they have to rotate fellas too. They have to get lads in again as game time. Very Absolutely. impressed with Jason Jenkinson, to be fair. Yeah, he did uh, very well first game. Yeah, uh, great, great import for Munster. Great I told you that. I, we watched him down below, and I said only for the fact. I mean, he had to. It, it was just too many second rows down below. Yeah, so. Yeah. I tell you, it was, but, a, really, it was a really, really cute bite because uh, he's he just showed so much potential. Even even though he played uh, two or three games at the end of the season, you could just see his great, his good hands. He's he's a big, big unit. Really, you don't realize how big he is. You actually stand beside him. Oh, it's a giant, big, yeah. big unit, and it's a smooth well. business by Leinster, to be fair. Yeah, no, really, yeah, really, really was. Remember when Munster signed him and all the hoo ha and shouting and roaring and other South African coming into Munster? Here you go. Funny how the, t- the, the tables have turned. Now everyone's saying, oh, great bit of business by Leinster. <laughs> you know, yeah, was, like, Munster just hit up South Africans all the time, though, James. I will, I won't, yeah, I won't say all the time, but certainly... <laughs> they play uh, the same brand of rugby. Plan A, but, if Plan A doesn't work, try Plan A harder. Well, they didn't try No, but just and, the narrative has been controlled as well. Like, they're all laughing at Munster for doing X and then, you know... Yeah, but it never works in Munster. That's true. <laughs> well, South African rugby was never going to work in Munster. And I don't know why no, anyone no, even, thought, I even thought of that. We never, they never played, they never played that style of rugby. I mean, I know they were far. Like, Munster always had a good, strong pack and played forward base rugby, but also had, also had a good set of backs with them. You know, it just doesn't. I'm hoping, like I watched them play on on Saturday um, against Cardiff, like. Probably lucky to come away with a bonus point. Glimpses again of what could be or what may be, but I thought their uh, defense is, is still not right. Um, I hope that the what you call him as coming as, as skills and defense coach is as is going to cut the muster because if um, their defense doesn't improve, that's three games in a row that. Uh, Thought their defense, their defense hadn't. Uh, Who's doing that? Leamy, is it? It's Dennis Leamy, and I heard um, 
from uh, just a uh, young lady's friends with one of the guys in, in the Leinster Academy who would be you when Liam was there said he's he's his skills coaching is fantastic. He said his skills coach is really as a skills coach, he's really, really good. But um they weren't very he wasn't particularly sure about his, his defensive coaching. So and he was quoted saying during the week, I think, wasn't he? He said in an interview that what works in Leinster will not work in Munster. Yeah, no. he did say that. Yeah. No, no. Um you'll have to I don't know. Look, I think both sides. I saw Leinster. I mean, Leinster went out as usual. I think they just got a bit lax together, knocked up a few tries, and kind of took the took the foot off. I think they need the team that they put out. I mean, of course they're going to do that first first home first home game in front of the crowd. Need to get everyone back yeah. back in traction and back back going. So I mean, it, it, and it, Frawley there ten is just uh, that's I can't wait for that. I imagine yeah. I hope he plays <laughs> because a lot of I saw the Irish Times the, the little article in the Irish Times um, had put in that uh, Frawley going to t- Frawley heading with the Irish was a bit of a joke. Oh, uh, Luke Fitzgerald wrote that, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't see who wrote it. I just saw the head. Yeah, Luke Fitzgerald. There going. Ah, that's. I think Frawley. We all said it here that 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 is a good tester. And he's yeah. going down as nearly a senior player amongst that group. Like, yeah. He yeah. has to be shown as a leader. So, I mean, he, it's more than him that needs to be tested down there. There's more than him that's going to be looked at. But from, I think, from a 10 point of view or an, out half, an Irish out half point of view, I think his, his ability that he's going down there will show how his leadership move. works. I think that's the best move out of this whole emerging Irish team is Frawley going to 10 and the young lads in the second row, Thomas Hearn and Brian Dean. I think them three are the best thing to come out with that emerging Irish team. But Luke for sure wrote the article in the Irish Times, Tom. Yeah. Well, sadly, I didn't see... I, as I said, yeah. I only saw at the top, I didn't see who wrote it. Yeah, I think he likes being... Con- he likes to try to be the controversial... Yeah, I need to jump off. I have to go pick up kids. Best of luck this weekend. That's uh, James Blanchfield there dropping off the podcast. Uh, life duties call. We'll continue the conversation here, lads. Yeah, um, as someone went as far as saying, and I had a conversation with them, that the Emerging Ireland Tour is designed around Kieran Frawley to get him game time. Ah, uh, that was the off the, off the ball conspiracy theory. Yeah, was, yeah. And the lads in work were saying it. <laughs> you can. There's a few, there's a few lads not happy about it. We were just saying it here. Like, you can't pay for a tour. Just to organize a tour around one part, yeah, a couple of caps for a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look, as I said earlier, he's he's one of the more experienced players going down. Yeah. He needs to front up. You have to see how he controls playing with the all these young players and how he organizes a back line. But I mean, there's I, like we said it there, like Johnny said it, like the two second rows are important. There's back row players important. There's other oh, players down there yeah. have to be seen. There's a Balakum, all those lads that are going Ned down. The everybody wants, everybody wants realistic players who are really important. It's really important for them to go down and get this game by. Yeah. And the others you know, need a chance to keep to give yeah. them a, like it's like a pat in the back too. Kids, like, they're not kids anymore. Sorry, we shouldn't be calling them kids. As young men, they're they need everyone needs a you know. A pat in the back, and that little pat in the back can bring on somebody. You know, a fairless twenty-two years of age because can turn, can suddenly, you know, in the next couple of years when they hit 24, 25, 26, become really, really good players. You know, and and 
compete when they get more physical and more and learn the game a bit more and get more experience, they can turn out to be really, really mm-hmm. top class players. So it's good yeah. for the pro- all the provinces to have. Look at, look at O'Driscoll at that age, yeah. yeah. O'Driscoll at that age was lighting up the world, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. um, we could find a diamond in the north. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So the so the Kieran Frawley thing is not just a, a look and see, it's a project now at this stage. He's in for ten for Leinster. That's you know, there's I wouldn't say it a panic on for number 10. the Burn Brothers though. Oh yeah, Jesus. Especially like, the um, they're back in the out there for the last two seasons and then hey listen, sit back there. The troll is standing there now. Yeah. Particularly yeah, Ross, maybe Ross will probably be okay, but um, you feel sorry for the younger brother, all right? Um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think they expected a lot more from Harry. We knew what we were getting yeah. with Ross Bourne. I mean, Ross Bourne is. I said he would be fantastic. Monster, I'd be delighted with him because they don't have really had. You know, they had a period have a period, but hopefully they might have some young that's coming through. But any any other province would be delighted with Ross Bourne as their start, as their number one out half. 100%. You know, he's a, he's a fantastic player. He distributes the ball well, he kicks well, but I don't, he's not, he's not that outstanding international player and just proven it that. And I think Harry, they thought Harry was going to be the next great white hope, but again, Harry hasn't, hasn't really come through like that. So, no, oh, yeah. there's um, a lot of smoke blowing up to him too, as well, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. If you believe in it, then it doesn't do good things. I'll just go through that team, lads. The name for Leinster, just for anyone that's listening that hasn't uh, heard. So it's Andrew Porter, Dan Sheen, and Michael Alalatoa, Jason Jenkins, James Ryan, Ryan Bird is at six, Josh van der Fleer, seven, Ken Doris, eight, Luke McGrath, Kieran Frawley, Dave Carney's on the left wing, Robbie Henshaw, and Gary Ringrose is uh, in the centre, Gary's the captain, then Jordan Larmer and Jimmy O'Brien. And on the bench, Ronan Kelleher, Ed Byrne, uh, Healy, Maloney, Connors, Foley, uh, Ross Byrne, and Nagati. Um, like that's a Champions Cup side you could put out. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, it's interesting if, to see Healy at high head sub again. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's getting longevity out of his career by swapping over. Yeah, um, would have been international or something. Yeah. There's, there's life in the old dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's a, it's a serious side, like that's a yeah. that's a URC semi final squad, yeah, you know? it is. Yeah, you know, our final squad, like it, it wouldn't be a million miles away from it. Maybe the inclusion of Sexton or something, but like, but that's fairly, it's fairly on the money. Yeah, no, it's, good yeah it's a good. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good side. I can't. There's no. There's no monster side up yet. I haven't seen the rest of them. So no, they're playing know. the dragons on Sunday. Um, yes, they probably want to release. He'll be up till tomorrow. They won't be up till Friday. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, what do you? Left I would yeah. like to be uh, as defensive coach. Right oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, tomorrow night, like because I'd say there's going to be a lot of a lot of open play breaks where Leicester's going to run a book. I I, yeah. I I actually do believe they're going to run a muck tomorrow in the RDS. Um, yeah, I think I think they're going to have a field there. <laughs> to be honest with you, but um, yeah, I, 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 any team though, any team that was going to meet Leinster in the RDS in the first day back of the year. Uh, like we've, all, we've spoken about a million times about the the atmosphere in Tolman Park and in the RDS. There's nothing like it. So yeah. it's first home game of the URC in the, in the RDS. Leinster are going to be pumped. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. It's yeah. on TG Car as far as I know. So if you're good yeah, at your Oscar, yeah, you'll enjoy that one. And um, the other rumors just regarding provincial rugby, uh, well, it's nearly a 
confirmed now at this stage is uh, Stuart Lancaster possibly heading to Racing uh, as coach, um, which would be a bit of a blow for Leinster, but it's all but confirmed now at this stage. Plenty of publications uh, speculating about it. That's going to be a bad bit of business for there if you Stuart Lancaster goes. I thought uh, there was a rumour last month that Cullen was going to move into a director of rugby role and Lancaster to move into a head coach role. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, like that's just a rumour and a grapevine I heard. But um, if you'd imagine the RFU would push that role to keep Lancaster because he'll be a massive loss. Um, and anywhere he goes, he'll be a massive gain, obviously. But he's got to think of the the experience and the, I suppose the financial side of it too because Rasson have they have the purse. So, yeah, that's. That's the scary yeah. thing, Johnny, because they have the money to throw at Lauren uh, Travers, is it? He's the Racing yeah. 92 manager. Just checking Twitter here, lads, as we record. Um, it, it just says, it was published half an hour ago, Racing 92 confirmed Stuart Lancaster approach. I haven't confirmed the news, but they said uh, a lot of things are written that aren't true, but there have been talks, and there are talks, and we're not going to hide it. So they've confirmed that the the dialogue is happening anyway. Yeah, there is um, chats, but I'd say yeah. there if you will will throw a lot at it, now try to hold on to him because um I know a lot of people credit Leo Cullen, but you like you have to credit Lancaster. Yeah. Um, he's been instrumental in Leinster's success over the last three or four years. So well, um, Mike, he's their he's their he's their coach. I mean at the end of the day he's their coach. We all say that I mean Leo Cullen is is obviously a, a really, really good manager and the fact yeah, is, it's credit to and get the good lads in behind them. Well, it's putting a team together. Your management, your manager is not just you know. It was like kidney over in London Irish, and you, it's who you bring in and trying to get that, trying to get that team around you to, you yeah. know, to to be able to compete. And and uh, you couldn't ask for someone better than Stuart Lancaster. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like he owes like we he owes nothing to us. He's been really, really superb for Leinster. So it's yeah. a big loss. Look, it is a loss, but coaches have some coaches move on. He's been yeah. there a good he's been there a long time. So Yeah, and the thing Leo's only signed role in one year contracts, I think, as well. So this is probably on the horizon mooted a, a bit back. So he's probably holding out for it as well to see what happens. That's why the, that's where the talks was of the, the director of Ruby talks was that he'd go in there. Yeah. But Lancaster done an interview early in the summer saying why couldn't he stay in Leinster for ten or fifteen years? Yeah. Um you know, so yeah. he obviously the- likes where he is. Exactly, and that t- thing about Racing, Johnny, as well, is that it's in only Paris, so it's a quick trip home because he's big on being close to home and flying over yeah. and back and everything as well. And sure, Paris. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. wouldn't be a bad bit of business for him either. It'd be a great place to go. Yeah, you know, he'd have, he'd have great players at his disposal. He'd have a great budget at his disposal as well to to get in these players. But like, yeah, look, it'd be a massive loss for Leicester, obviously. But the joint organization that Leicester Ruby is, I'm sure, they'll find a great replacement if he does leave. Well, fingers so, crossed. Yeah, See how deep yeah. our pockets are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's the good thing about Lenser, to be fair. They don't seem to overpay or be high profile for paying. They pay probably the right amount, of, to be fair to them. But, like, you never hear them being such a big club for person. Like, you know, they, no. they produce all their own home talent. They don't. They have very little players brought in that are not from their academy or, or their provinces, to be fair. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and all, all, the majority of Irish provinces are not are like that, too. Um, fairly strong academy. Well, that's, why happen, so. that's why there's strict controls on, on us. Bar <laughs> monster. Not even you're going to say. And oh, well, no, well, our budgets are really tight. Right? There's tight. There's same budgets as same budgets as everything. There are a few. To be fair to there are a few to keep a very good handle on that stuff. Like you never hear of the Irish rugby, the Irish provinces in 
wage scandals or in salary caps or anything like that. Like you've never even heard of any talk of it. Like so, going uh, out buying cans for supporters and trains and stuff like that. <laughs> no, well, yeah, like, well, that's Ed, Ed Sheeran was playing at Toma <laughs> Park. wasn't just there for the good of his health. Like Ed Sheeran was there because they needed the money. Absolutely. And uh, that's I know that people support for a bit peed off that they uh, that he was the business is dead today, Tom. Well, had to, they had to make money. Once you have to pay for that house, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, lads, I, I, probably... I doubt there's any GA fans giving out about Garrett Brooks doing five concerts in Crow Park. No, they're all up there. <laughs> Not as if they don't have enough of the cash anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, lads, absolutely. Um, come here, that probably wraps it for this week, I'd say. Um, we'll, we'll catch up with you next week after your games. Kenny Setonians, uh, Wicklow, Tullo and Mullingar, Carlo, uh, all J1, J2 action uh, this weekend. Lads, the very best to look with that. We'll keep an eye on how just, Leinster get on the weekend. Go ahead, Johnny. Just before we knock off, I want to give a shout to the Kenny College senior rugby team yesterday. We were 31-7 uh, down at half time against St. Munchens. And probably blowing a lot of steam out of ourselves at half time. Came back and won that game 42 36. Brilliant. <laughs> so, really good. To be fair to the put in a massive effort. Um, and anyone that was on the sideline yesterday at half time was saying, I head back to school here. I think I'm actually head back to class rather than watching her half of this. But um, we're, no, we got on well. And Keith, Keith Wood actually was down at the game. Brilliant. He was young lads play on the, on the Munchens team. Um, nice fella, actually. Um, yeah, the centre and centre and fullback Keith Woods and Les were on that team, yeah. and they yeah. did eight monster lads in their squad as well, um, and a few internationals there too. But uh, really good, really really good stuff, and lads put in a serious effort. So uh, hats off to them. Lovely. Yeah, well done to lads. Absolutely. We'll wrap it up there, so folks. Uh, Johnny Tobin from Tullow Rugby Club, Tom Crotty from Carlow, and earlier with James Blanchfield from Kilkenny on. Go well this weekend, lads, and we'll talk. Yeah, again best of luck, everyone. Next week. Yeah, cheers, Sam. Best of luck, Tom. Good one, Good luck.